Good afternoon. It's Wednesday. It's 101. I was praying and I didn't stop before one o'clock. <laughs> and this is Chatting with Chap, and I'm your host, Ginger Wade. I'm so glad you're with me today because guess what? It's Q&A day. This is the day that I go back through the messages that I've come in through Facebook and questions on posts or messages on our contact form uh, through our email and I, I share with you the answers to the questions that have been coming in because you know what there's more than just that one person who has the question who sent them in so I'll share it with all of you so that you can have more knowledge that you can share with others so I don't know who you guys are bumping into these days but I'm bumping into a lot of parents who aren't quite sure what they're doing this school year yet. They haven't made a decision if they're going to send their kids to public school or if they're going to keep them home. There's so many things in the air. Lots of people going to school board meetings, lots of questions, lots of concerns. There's many um, things popping up in, in the education of what's happening with children in government schools, otherwise known as public schools. And parents are just not sure they want their kids to be there. So I encourage you, if last week's video was about you can homeschool, share that that video or podcast with people you know who are questioning. And maybe some of these questions and answers today that I'd address will be helpful to them too. But let them know about CHAP. Let them know about this video series that they can go and check out. Let them know about homeschoolpennsylvania.org where they can find the law itself and read through it and find out a little bit more about what homeschool is about. But be supportive to those out there who are really questioning. You know, let them ask their questions. Sit with them. Have dinner with them. Encourage them um, to homeschool. So uh, there's a lot. There's a lot. It's heavy. It's really heavy right now. Lots of thinking and decisions going on. And, and people need prayer and they, they need to be able to listen to where God leads them, what they lead them to do. So Anyway, with that encouragement, let's step into our questions of the day. Um, first is, where can I find information on homeschool? Well, homeschoolpennsylvania.org, I mentioned before, we have the law out there. I highly suggest everyone read the law. Keep your brain in it. And um, all the steps on how to get started and stuff. And then you can go out to chaponline.com. I will show you right here to our quick start guide. So if you are sharing information with people who are just jumping in, just made the decision to homeschool, this quick start guide that we have out there will show you the steps, how to get yourself started and plugged in with homeschool and the homeschool community. So I encourage you to share that with folks so they um, can at least feel like they have a little bit of, of guidance going in and uh, know what steps to take to get started with homeschooling. So question number two, I'm in the process of earning my GED. Can someone else sign the affidavit for me? Uh, no, unless they are a parent, a custodian, or a legal guardian. That's what's listed on the affidavit, a parent a custodian or a legal guardian of the children who are to be homeschooled. That's the only way someone could sign as the supervisor on a homeschool affidavit. If you don't have a spouse or another guardian in your situation, um, unfortunately, you're going to have to wait until you earn your GED to actually file an affidavit and start homeschooling. However, you can 
pull your kids out whenever. So like if you're just a little bit into the school year, you earn your GED, you're ready to go, pull your kids out and get going. Um, so that is what's up with that. So number three, can I use the copy of the affidavit and objectives listed on homeschoolpennsylvania.org? Absolutely. That is a really great thorough affidavit. It has all the stuff in it, everything that needs to be addressed according to what the law says. And it has the, the notary section on the back has all the parts that notaries need to sign. They have all this information they have to put down on there. It is solid. The objectives are very general. You can use them year to year. They do apply every year, what is written there in the uh, sample objectives that we have uh, for a secondary and for elementary. Um, go ahead, copy away. You absolutely can use those forms. Any of the forms like that that we have up there in homeschoolpennsylvania.org, yes, you can use those. Exemption forms, withdrawal letters, anything that's out there like that. Please use them and share them with others. Uh, so, number four. What does a parent need to do to start a co-op? So this is an interesting question. With more people deciding to homeschool, and some are deciding to homeschool last minute or maybe even just a few weeks into the school year, however things progress here, um, a lot of co-ops at this point are closed for the year. Like they won't take enrollment. I know you have to be careful using the word closed because I used it yesterday and someone thought I meant the co-op wasn't meeting. No, the the co-op is meeting registration for many co-ops is closed at this point because it's time to get organized and get things going. And it's it's hard to do that when you have people, if it's a larger co-op, you have people constantly coming in. So um, many co-ops have registration closed for the year already. Some may not. Some enrichment or, or meetup type field trip groups is just come whenever you're ready. Uh, whenever you feel like it, support groups, it's come when you feel like you need support. So that's a little different than a co-op. A co-op is more of an organized, we're having classes kind of a thing. It could be enrichment classes. It could be academic-minded classes, but co-ops are generally a little more organized in their structure. So if you find that you are choosing to homeschool last minute or you know people who are, but they really want to be connected in community at this point, um, co-ops are probably closed for registration. You might be able to find a support group, but you can also start your own. If you know a few people or maybe even just one other family who wants to get together, you can just get together at each other's homes. You can get together at a park. You can say, hey, I love art. I'll teach art this week. And the other person's like, well, I love science. So I'll come up with a sciencey thing to do the following week. So you do art, science, art, science, you know, whatever. It can be as easy as that. Um, just do what your skills are and get together. And that's a very easy to manage mini support group co-op thing going on there. Um, if you're thinking that you want to create something that's larger, then you have to think more about what your purpose is. If you're enrichment, if you're academic, um, leadership, who's going to be leadership? Like the co-ops I've been involved with, there's been leadership teams um, because that create a schedule and, and deal with all the issues. What is your issue resolution going to be? We have a whole thing in our co-op for disagreements, um, issues with the children, discipline issues with the children, disagreements between moms, health policies, all this kind of a thing. So if you're looking to do something bigger, there's more things to think of there. And I'm thinking I might actually make a whole video on just that for people who are interested in how to start a co-op. But if you're choosing last minute to do homeschool and you don't want to just be an island, which I don't think you should, 
Find someone else. Network on Facebook. Network in your communities. Find someone else. Just one family will be better than nothing. Get together and do field trips, whatever. Something together. It will be helpful. All right, question number five. Can I file after August 1st if it's my first year? Absolutely. Absolutely. So the August 1st deadline that you read about in the law is for returning homeschoolers. So a returning homeschooler is someone who homeschooled in the previous school year. Those families who have already previously filed an affidavit with the school district need to have their next year's affidavit into the school district by August 1st. If you're brand new, never homeschooled before, just choosing to pull your kids out, or your kids are just coming of compulsory age and you're choosing to homeschool, you have until three days after the beginning of your local school district's school year to file your affidavit. Why three days? Three days is when you start to get into truancy if they're expecting to see your kid and your kid doesn't show up So in a public school. So if you know you're going to homeschool, um, go for it. Do it. You know, if you just decided now and it's what, August 17th or 18th, I don't even know what day it is, mid-August, and you're like, we're going to do it. It's not too late. The August 1st deadline was only for returning families. Uh, so if you're brand new, yes, file that affidavit, jump in, and uh, get in community. Get in community with us. Get in community with other Facebook groups, people in your neighborhood um, for support. Okay, question number six. Um, how do I become an evaluator? Well, on homeschoolpennsylvania.org, we have a page that explains how to become an evaluator. Uh, if you are all set up and you're ready to evaluate, really you just got to get the word out there. You can tell your local homeschool groups, which you can look at chaponline.com slash resources. Search through for our support group listing and search through our support group listing and reach out to those local groups local to you and let them know that you're an evaluator. Uh, you can put it out there on Facebook. Let people know that you're an evaluator. Uh, also, I highly suggest anyone who's thinking about becoming an evaluator, watch Chat with Chap episodes 118 and 119. Now, if you're looking on your phone, I don't know what, if this happens on my phone. I don't know if it happens on your phone. But for some reason, every single Chat with Chap is listed as untitled which is really annoying because I title every single one of them. However, if I look at it on my computer, on my desktop, then all the titles are there. So unfortunately, you can't see the numbers on the chat with chaps if you're on your phone, but you can see it on your computer, like your laptop or your desktop. So anyway, it is chat with chap episodes 118 and 119. There's four people on the screen for one, three on the screen for other. So if you see the little video screen and there's four people, those that's the evaluator one. So if you want to be an evaluator or you want to learn about evaluators, watch those two videos. Very informative, very thorough. Excellent. Okay, number seven. Struggling financially. Oh, if you're struggling financially and need support. Yes, there are different places to get support if you're looking to homeschool. CHAP also has a sister organization called the CHAP Foundation, and we offer grants to those who are struggling financially. It could be because of something like a flood or a fire, or it could be because of this past year when you couldn't work and you didn't have the funds to continue your homeschool. We want you to continue homeschooling. So if you know someone who's in financial need or you yourself are, please go to chaponline.com, the contact menu, there's request aid down there in the bottom of that menu. 
uh, fill out the, the paperwork. Uh, we'll check out your situation. We'll probably have someone call and just chat with you and see what's going up, going on. And um, yeah, then we then we hand out grants for those in need. If if we really want you to continue homeschooling, so if the financial need is what's holding you back, we want to support you in that. There's also HSLDA. They also support people that way. So you can also reach out to them. And I'm sure there's probably other places out there um, that you could check into. But there's also ways to do it cheaply. Uh, easy peasy, all-in-one homeschool is a free curriculum. There is also homeschooling on a shoestring. That is also a, a website that shows you how to do it with very little money if you don't have money. So there's some options for you. Okay, question number eight for the medical requirements. So we always get lots of questions on medical requirements, but this is just a reminder today because um, some questions came in in the past month. I'm just reminding you not to give your actual medical data of your children to the school district. Like, don't give them, like, the physician's report of the specifics of what's going on with your child. The school district does not need your child's actual medical records. Uh, a note saying that um, we're up to date with care signed by the doctor is fine. Um, I always say that my affidavit attests to the fact that I am um, taking care of my children's medical and dental care. That is on the CHAP affidavit that I mentioned earlier on homeschoolpennsylvania.org. Uh, so, but if they persist beyond the affidavit and really want you to say something else, just a generic note. As of X date, this child is up to date with their medical care signed by doctor. And that that's proof. Okay, so don't hand over your actual medical data to the school district. Okay, question number nine. Uh, we get cur curriculum suggestions all the time. There's so much curricula out there. I mean, just so much. Uh, so really the best way to handle that, I think, is to ask around to people that you know what worked for them, what they really preferred, uh, what because uh, there's certain, you can ask about style. You have a style you're looking for, maybe you don't have a clue and you just want to learn about styles, but talking to people is really the best way. If you just want to read about curriculum and, and want to know if, if the majority of people think it's good, check out kathyduffyreviews.com. Um, she has a very popular review site, has reviewed lots of different um, curriculums, uh, so that is a great resource for you to go and get information on different curriculums. There is also, um, I want to encourage people to come to our convention. We will be having convention, big convention next year. This year it was two little conferences. Next year we're planning, we're planning for a big convention. So you can pray for us because, of course, we're always at the women and uh, will of whatever is going on in our society. So um, pray that, that that will happen. It will be next June, uh, the 10th and the 11th. So come to convention. If you're looking for curriculum, you want to see it, touch it, ask the people about it. That's where you got to do it. It's a great, great place to um, discover curriculum. So that's convention next June in Lancaster. You can also ask in Facebook groups or if you're part of a co-op what other people have used, what curriculums they really enjoy, what didn't really work. Maybe they have something they want to get rid of and they're willing to just give it to you and you can try it out. Who knows? So networking with people for your questions and stuff like that is always, always a good choice. Okay, I'm going to show again our quick start guide if you're looking for a way to jump into homeschool and what are the steps to get going. 
um, while I jump into question number 10, will CHAP post my curriculum? We get so many uh, curriculum providers or event providers, um, gym class, you know, people who are offering things for sale that ask us to post things for them. And we can't. Uh, we are happy to share free things, but we cannot post um, th something for a vendor who is, is profiting. So what I suggest to all you guys who are creating wonderful curriculum out there or, or starting new businesses because you're entrepreneurial in nature, that's awesome. We are happy to advertise. We have advertising options. If you check out chaponline.com, uh, there's advertising out there that you can, the advertising options you can look at. We have advertising on our webpage. We have advertising in our e-news. And we do have something called the resource room where we can do videos here on Facebook with you. So if you are a curriculum provider and you would like chat to share your information with our people, advertising is the way to go. So we um, just wanted to make y'all out in, uh, aware of that out there. Okay, so I wanted to give everybody a reminder here before I wrap up. As you are out there perusing all of the homeschool information, there is so much. Or if you're new and you're trying to pick up how to do this from other people, I just want to give you a reminder to all of you. When you're reading... When you're out there reading web pages, whether it's ours web pages, homeschoolpennsylvania.org, or someone else's, read thoroughly, read carefully, take your time, take in the information, um, the law, read the law, make sure you understand what it's saying and what understand what it's not saying, and um, be observant. Okay, if you're not sure what something on a page means, maybe you can ask someone else to help you, but. I just keep running into folks who don't realize they have to have an evaluation or they don't realize they have to have the affidavit in by a certain date or they think they have to do something that's not specified in the law. And some of it may be misinformation from other people, but if you read the law itself, you should be able to figure out what the steps are. We have Homeschool Pennsylvania out there to help explain it a little better. We have our quick start guide here that I'm going to pop up again. That should help that too. And sometimes we offer some extra help because certain folks have an issue with the school district and need, like, like I said, like that handwritten note signed by the doctor by someone who's really pushing for medical information. That's, that's proof. Okay. So one of the examples was a withdrawal letter. We have a withdrawal letter out on homeschoolpennsylvania.org. In the law, it does not say you have to give the, the public school a withdrawal letter if your children have been registered for public school, but now you're deciding to homeschool them. We suggest, I believe HSLDA suggests you, you can check that, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, that when you file your affidavit, that you also file a withdrawal letter just so there's not confusion. Because people who deal with the homeschooling stuff at your district are not the same as the people who deal with the registrations at your school district and they get their lines all crossed and they don't know what's going on and all of a sudden your kid's not showing up for a public school and everyone gets all in a tizzy. So the law does not specify that you need a withdrawal letter. Um, we suggest you put one in with your affidavit if your kids have been registered for school simply to keep it clear to everybody. That's why we provide a withdrawal letter on our webpage. So 
Um, but on the page that has it, it does say on our page that it's not required by law. So you don't have to do it. So that's why I'm suggesting to everyone, just make sure you're reading everything thoroughly and you understand why it is that you're doing what you're doing um, and go based according to the law. Okay, so last but not least, as you start your school year and you get rolling and you're trying to keep yourself healthy and well-rested and taking care of your well-being, because mama, you got to take care of your well-being so that you can reach out and help others, right? So make sure this center relationship with Jesus and God is, is solid and that you're working on that and you're growing in that because from that comes that building relationships with your kids and others whom you're doing this homeschool thing with, right? And from that goes the service. From that goes the do, right? What, what you sh- we're called to do comes from that love and relationship that is being built there. So just keep that in mind as you're going along. If you find that you're being driven by curriculum and that's what's pushing you, literally pushing you through each day, maybe, you know, make, step back, breathe a little, make sure you get refocused on those relationships and um, and then move forward again. So I'm talking to myself as much as I'm talking to you guys. And I get caught up in the to-do list and the, oh, we got this stuff and we're behind and all this kind of thing. Just remember to keep your relationship solid, okay? Core out to, and that takes you to the, to the do, okay? The relationship's got to come first. So have a wonderful, wonderful start to your school year. Any other questions, please, please send them in our contact form. We want to hear from you. If you're on the podcast, chaponline.com slash contact is where you go to send us a message. Share this podcast with your friends. Share these videos with your friends. And I do just want to say, um, you know, we're volunteers. I know we're not the fastest at responding to emails, but we do get to them. So I do apologize if we don't get to them as fast as you wish that we would, but we're doing what we can. Um, I'm homeschooling five of my kids right now and, and jumping into drama season. So, you know, ah, it's all moving. So thanks again for listening. Thanks for sending us your questions. I love answering them and helping you out. And again, share this stuff with people who are questioning. Share them. Encourage them. Encourage them to take the leap because they can do it. They can do it. So thanks for tuning in. Have a great week and we'll see you next Wednesday. Bye.